Welcome everyone and a happy nerdy new year. This almost feels like deja vu for Pardon myself me. and uh, <laughs> Collector J. Collector J in the house and joining us this week, Professor Barry is in the house as well. Morning. Hey. Professor Barry is here. Um, just to give you guys a little quick overview of what the heck happened. Yeah. Um, we were having some uh, uh, technical issues last week. Uh, we were we have we we're always trying to improve and upgrade here at Nerdwatch headquarters and do a little uh, on oh, the cheap on the cheap. You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, welcome to the Nerdwatch nerds and lady nerds. Sorry about that. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year. New Years mean new possibilities, and uh, of course, with New Years also comes uh, new movies, new games. Terrible movies and terrible games. It all, it's just this vicious cycle, and we got a lot of stuff to get through, so let's get to it. Anyway, last week, like I said, uh, we were having, we were trying to uh, upgrade here at the Nerd Watch. Technical issues ensued, and we couldn't get the podcast out. It was myself, Collector J, and Amber. It's because uh, Professor Barry wasn't here. I think it was, right. it was trying to tell I us that Professor it. Barry wasn't here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't yeah. not show up. Again. I have to say that I, I do like his excuses. Oh, I forgot. That was. <laughs> well, no, but we it, only it do was, it every Wednesday. I think it was his dad's birthday. It was my oh, father's okay. birthday. Oh, your, okay, so right. and I forgot. Him. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Then. All right, I'll tell. But it's not like he was sitting at home in bed. In oh, okay. Pajamas. All right, all right. So, okay, so the guilt. My, I have to. I have to assuage. His guilt for my guilt for saying that it was just he forgot. It was his dad's birthday. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll go with that story. We'll go, we'll go with that story. That's a better story. All right, so uh, you're back, uh, Professor Barry. Uh, Amber's out of uh, out of the Nerdwatch headquarters. She is suffering from the flu. Uh, she said that uh, hopefully she'll be back next week, so uh, we hope that she gets better. Get better soon, Amber. Absolutely. Um, how's everybody's week, or actually these last two weeks been of the first um, – Month of January. How's everybody been? So far, so good. Uh, uh, Collector J. I'm still alive. Still alive. Good. Um, really quick, let's get this out of the way as well. Uh, new, along with New Year's, also comes New Year's resolutions. Anybody uh, resol- be? Uh, is anybody being resolute about something? Well, I'm a cynic. I always make a resolution that I can accomplish in a day. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I, I always make one that I can not accomplish in a day and get that out of the way. I'm uh, I'm very much a cynic as well. The older I get, the more cynical I become. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but yes, I you can I get do. more cynical. I, I can't exactly. Uh, my resolution is to be more cynical. So um, how's that working out for you? It's working out great. Uh, anyway, and you'll know you'll you'll know why later on in the show as well. Um, new, we, we're we're in the award season. Okay, so. We've got uh, we're in the award season for movies. We've got movies to talk about, TV shows. We've got games to talk about, release dates, all that stuff coming up. So let's just get right to it. Movie season. We are in the season of awards. We're in the season of films that get recognized for um, their achievement in uh, filmmaking. Uh, we already had the Golden Globes um, this uh, on Sunday, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, this past Sunday, and. Um, there has been a plethora of films that have come out uh, that need to be spoken of. Um, one that has actually has a lot has some Oscar buzz, but uh, that comes out on Friday, which is American Sniper. But there's been a ton of others that have already come out um, in December uh, that have already got some Oscar buzz that you have seen. So uh, let's get uh, let's let's uh, rapid fire these suckers. What uh, what is on your list that you have seen as of late? Because you have watched quite a bit. Professor Barry. It's been ridiculous, and some of it I, I regret. Let me talk about the one I hated the most, which is Annie. 
Uh, Annie. Annie. Um, I, mm. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I go to every film optimistic. Um, I never go to a movie thinking I'm going to hate this. I want to tear this movie apart. I want every movie to be great because I've been surprised before by movies that I thought were going to be bad. Annie, uh, Annie was bad in ways that really surprised me. Um, Annie was directed by the guy who gave his friends with benefits, Will Gluck, who does not know how to direct a musical. The soundtrack was produced by Jay-Z and Will Smith, who are also the producers of the film. The soundtrack is horrible. It sounds like every song has been auto-tuned to death. They all sound like Britney Spears songs. The musical numbers are clumsy and clunky. It's not just that the film's update doesn't work. It doesn't work trying to take this story... Uh, you know that that really fit and worked for its period, and now we're trying to update it to 2014, where mm-hmm. Andy is trying to go viral, and it's all about materialism and how materialism can set you free. Um, uh, there's so many things about this film that are not only offensive but bizarre. The casting of Cameron Diaz as Miss Hannigan is disastrous. It's a bizarre casting choice, and. It's a terrible performance, and I like Cameron Diaz, but I was really embarrassed for her. I was embarrassed for Jamie Foxx, Rose Byrne, Bobby Cannavale. Like, everybody's wasted. And Quavenzanine Wallace, the star of Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yes. She was so natural and very, very... She just unforced in her performance in that movie. Annie, she's giving a sitcom performance. You know, it's really like you can see her pausing for the laugh line. She's cute and smile at the camera. It's just it's one of those annoying kid performances. Like where is this natural, you know, very, very present, unself aware actress? She's gone. She's been scrubbed free. Mm-hmm. So Annie's a stinker. So what you're saying is is that um for those that want to see it, they should definitely try and find the copy that was leaked by the North Koreans. Is that what you're saying? I think the North Koreans may have done us a service in, uh, oh, in leaking it. Oh, fantastic. Saving, saving. saving some people. Though people still win. It's not doing I too t- bad. I tell you what, it is, you're, you're absolutely right. It seems like that I, I'm, during the, the holiday season, it seemed like there were a lot of people going to Annie. So um, it's uh, the numbers were showing it. The people showing up to the theater with the kids were showing it. But then again, if we're honest, there wasn't very many. Oh, there wasn't very many um, kids movies this time around. You right. know, so I, I guess that maybe that's what fueled some of that um, uh, some some of that eagerness to go see a kids movie because there wasn't very many. Ironically. Uh, kids movies during the holiday season. Yeah. So I think the only other one was Penguins, don't you think? Penguins and uh, Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum, that's right. And I heard that that's horrendous. Horrible. Well, yeah. Big Hero 6 was still playing too. That's true. I that's saw true. that. It's, over... been like, it's been out since what, November now? It's been I out for so. a while. Yeah. I went and saw Big Hero 6 and Penguins over the I haven't seen Penguins. I mean, how, how. I know Amber was not a fan. I mean, what'd you think of Penguins? It was alright. I mean, it was a kids movie. Um, kids enjoyed it. So. Mm-hmm. Then it was good. <laughs> I wouldn't go see it on my own. Your kids liked it. Did. They I'm sat with go, you. They so. were quiet. You were like, oh, yeah. exactly. If the this kids, if the kids like it and they keep their mouth shut, that's it's that's a five golden. Star that's a five star. Room. That's a, that's a masterpiece. Uh, anyway, so, you can't psychoanalyze that's right. a movie you based for twelve yeah, year yeah, well yeah. nine year olds and eight year olds. Yeah. It Let's, doesn't work. Uh, uh, well, you can. Because a lot of a, a lot of uh, writers think they're witty enough to put things in those movies that they think for adults, and it does. Yeah. I mean, you have to get some of the jokes as an adult in Penguins, and they're you know, it's just funny, but it's still a kids movie. All right, so they're making movie. these references though that are going to be dated in like two years. They are. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah, I mean, anytime you show a computer device in a movie, you're dating yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Or a so, cell phone. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Annie. 
Terrible movie. And it was one of the worst films of 2014. All right. Uh, star review. Oh, God. Um, honestly, like, for me, you know, I've seen a lot of musicals. I'm someone who loves musicals. And I love the 1982 Annie, which John Huston directed. There was no need to remake that. That was fine for what it is. Um, the new Annie, um, it's a terrible musical. It's it's poorly acted. It's horribly written. It's it's not seemingly even directed. The music is is torturous. Um, honestly, no stars, zero stars. It's a terrible movie. Wow. Is that a is that a first? Is that a nerd? Watch oh no first? no, he's done that before. I know well, on this show though. Oh on the show. Oh on the show, show, yeah, oh, yeah, on the yeah, show it's yeah. a first. No, it's yeah. a first. No doubt. No, uh, no stars. It doesn't deserve a star. I'm sorry. Way to start nothing. out the show on a positive. <laughs> that that is a positive. Well, start from the bottom and work my way. Oh okay. We started from the bottom, now we here. All right, so so w- let's go ahead and talk about more of the movies you've seen this fall. Um, just to kind of allude to it, we are going to have, uh, I think we should do it, should we do it next week or should we do it right around Oscar time, our best and worst of the year? I wonder if it'll be too late, though. Okay. Then. Although that well, Oscars are in February this year. They're actually they are in closer, February. Yeah, so they're a month closer. Not a bad idea, yeah. plus we have time to catch up on stuff, Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So uh, okay. why, don't we, uh, do. why don't we plan for... Um, when, when is the Oscars, uh, Collector Jay? I saw that you brought something up. Isn't it right around like Valentine's Day? Isn't or? it like the, yeah, the 15th or live on the 15th of January. 15th, I knew it. Okay. So why don't we do it um, that the week before? It's a good idea. Uh, that would be for us February uh, 11th or... Something of that nature. Yeah. We'll do it on Wednesday. Fantastic. We'll do it. It's Perfect. And we'll get the best and worst of uh, everybody at this table. Yeah. Um, top five, top ten, whatever. Cool. Yeah. All right. So why don't we go through more of the holiday movies you saw uh, this uh, this Christmas season? What else did you see that you thought was Well, good? again, uh, kind of climbing up the ladder, uh, another bad musical, Into the Woods. Mm. Into the Woods. Uh, I love Stephen Sondheim. Love Sweeney Todd. This is not Sweeney Todd. This is not one of the great Sondheim musicals. Really, really clunky lyrically and musically. I've never been a fan of this show, honestly. Even when Bernadette, Bernadette Peters starred in Broadway, not a fan of it. The movie doesn't make it any better. My impression of the film, it's a lot of actors kind of shuffling on and off these really murkily lit sets. Nobody really has uh, either the character or even the charisma to just kind of wrestle this thing. Nobody, There's no center to these right. things, which I'm trying to say. Um, Johnny Depp's scene where he's the wolf and he's basically coming on to Little Red Riding Hood it's supposed to be kind of kind of funny creepy instead of just kind of creepy creepy um, the CGI in the film I think anytime Johnny Depp comes on to anyone it's kind of creepy yeah it well, is case, he's it? coming on to, a, to Little Red Riding Hood yeah. I mean it's very overt yeah, very for sure. Yeah, um, I've I've read a lot about this movie. I've heard it's not very good uh, for even for a ton of people. Yeah, um, I even read the I even read the lyrics for the um, the final song in the film. Yeah, uh, I actually kind of find them disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean the content wise. I mean, especially with kids going to see this movie about how nothing is. There's no black and white. There's no good or evil kind of thing. And it's 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 more or less you choose what is right and you choose what is wrong. There's no there's no absolutes. So I thought that was kind of like ooh, you know. I mean, for as cynical as I am, that's kind of that's definitely not a cool message it's dark stuff it is and i don't i don't know what headspace sondheim was when he wrote it i mean it was one of the latter things he's done i mean this is one of the great you know musical broadway lyricists but it's just it's not a good piece of material rob marshall's direction it just doesn't feel very sure-handed i mean nothing about it really feels like it's working and obviously this is the time of fairy tale movies were coming out you know what after frozen and enchanted and you know all this the shows that are on tv it feels like maybe they thought, okay, it's a fairy tale theme thing. We're going to go with it. And it's done pretty well, actually. But I, I, I don't know anybody who liked it. And I'm certainly one of those people. I, I think the movie's a wash. Okay. Star rating. One star. Wow. Wow. 
man, and that one had a lot of hype. Lots of hype. Open on Christmas Day, and it's doing quite well. It is. Amazingly. It is. All right, climbing up the ladder here. What what, what more holiday movies did you see? Because we haven't seen you in a while. That's true, that's true. Uh, Let's see, the the film's directed by Angelina Jolie, Unbroken, which which I think is something of a bust. I do. Um, It's not a bad film, but uh, it's it's unexceptional. It does not get inside the head of the the main uh, character. uh, And what is it about? It's about Mr. Lamparini, who was an Olympic uh, runner, and he later became a W. W to uh, not only a veteran but a prisoner of war. And the film deals with his uh, with, with his horrendous abuse as a POW. Um, yeah, this movie never gets inside the head of its protagonist. The fact that it ends with uh, an on-screen title that says that you know he went back and basically. Uh, met and uh, embraced all those who tortured him except for one individual and that he embraced Christianity later in life. Not only do I feel like there's an aspect to this story that is missing, I think this movie would have worked better as a documentary because I, I feel like there's too much... I have much... a good feeling you're right because I've... Uh, the book, I've, I've not, I haven't finished it, but you know... I've, I've, I've heard the book's magnificent. Yeah, I heard the book is fantastic. And his... Uh, his... His Christian conversion, his... He, he, he became an evangelist. Basically, yeah. So his conversion is is quite, I would assume, tantamount to his uh, to his story because these the, those things led him to Christ, and that, that's a very pivotal point in his in his um, in his life. And I understand that Hollywood doesn't really, you know, that's not their thing. So yeah. I guess you know, if you leave that out, you kind of you're, in my opinion, for this guy especially, you're missing the boat because uh, there are a lot of Christians that know of. Uh, Lamp- uh, is it Zamperini or Lamparini? I think it is Zamperini. It's well, Zamperini, right? So I got my review. Yeah, I yeah. Think so yeah. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I, I, for Christians that know him, when you walk into the movie, that's that's a big part of his life, his conversion. So, yeah. it's a it's a real disappointment to hear um, uh, about that. Uh, Unbroken, is it something that we can wait? See? Definitely. It it has all the polish of something like Seabiscuit, where you go, the filmmaking is beautiful, the performances are fine, it's a very well-done movie, but we've seen better, stronger, more impactful POW dramas, so many others. Uh, uh, certainly, Jolie is not reinventing the wheel, though she's a very good director. Uh, Jack O'Connell, the lead actor, does a fine job. There's a lot of hype behind his role. It's a good movie. It's just, it's unessential, and it, it should be it should be an unforgettable movie, and it, it just isn't. Isn't a bummer. That is a real shame. Every Every time I see the preview, every time I saw the trailer for that film, it almost seemed like a Clint Eastwood directed film. Yeah. Uh, it all, it, uh, she, Angelina Jolie, worked with Clint Eastwood on The Changeling. Yeah. It seems like she's taken a lot of cues from him. In that respect, do you, sure. does, it, does it seem that way in the movie when you watch it? I agree because Eastwood has a very clean style of storytelling. He doesn't typically do a lot of stylishly showy things, and that is one of the best things about him. He's just a storyteller, and that comes from the guys he's worked with and his style. So I think, yeah, there's an aspect of that in her filmmaking in the sense it's a very classy film. It's a very well-made movie, but it doesn't have a lot of personality, and right. it should, considering the, this man's life, considering what he did overall. And yeah, I mean, we're missing. You know, the movie is alluding to his steps of faith. The movie is alluding to these things, but it should have been a part of it because it's who he is. That's we're it. we're that's missing an aspect is. of this story that's Absolutely. crucial. All right, so star rating. Unfortunately, two stars. Wow, that's it's a, a bummer. It's mediocre. It is. Bummer. Um, Collector J, are you interested in seeing Unbroken? Not really. No? And from what I understand, that the movie doesn't get that far into his life of right. his conversion. That's what I heard, too. So that's why it's not a big piece of the movie is because it, it didn't get to that point. 
in Do, his life. Does it? Is he correct about that assessment? Oh, it doesn't. Not at all. I mean, oh. we, we, we see all of the, the stuff we've seen in other POW movies, you know, and respectfully, because mm. that, that's an excellent, worthy topic, but I don't feel like this movie uh, does anything we haven't seen done so many other times before. Bummer. Bummer, bummer. All right. Moving up the charts for holiday movies, what else did you see? Uh, the new Paul Thomas Anderson film, Inherent Vice, which has been getting a lot of mixed to kind of kind of puzzled response. I have, I have, I, I before you get into this, yep. uh, one thing I want to add about Inherent Vice is sure. I have, I only know about Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know. I know it's based on a novel. It's been out for a while. I have heard that people are walking out. Of this movie. Yeah. What is the deal? It's incredibly confusing from the first scene on. It doesn't help that a lot of the dialogue, not not all of it, but a good deal of dialogue uttered by the lead character played by Joaquin Phoenix is a bit mumbled and because he's stoned off his gourd. Give us a little synopsis of what... Is that his character what, yeah. or is that just it's Joaquin? The it's, it's, it's the character. It's the character. I'm sure it's Joaquin as well. <laughs> you're, you're right about that. Kind of um uh, give us a, a just a bit of where are where we're at with this story. What is oh, it's it? impossible. I couldn't do it. I mean, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is based on it's based on the novel by Thomas Pynchon. Joaquin Phoenix plays this detective who's stoned off his gourd. It's 1970 San Francisco. Uh, the Charles Manson thing has just happened, so everybody's on edge. Right, right, right. And uh, Joaquin's detective, Doc Sportello, is investigating a disappearance, uh, a disappearance of somebody he used to be in love with. And it kind of opens a can of worms of all of this corruption around him. His best friend and also his worst enemy is a cop who goes by the name of Bigfoot, played by Josh Brolin. Brolin's character is not only a cop, but he's trying to break out as an actor. So you kind of see these goofy movies and uh, and, and uh, commercials that he's in. Uh, Martin Short is in the film and a wonderful and, and nasty, nasty character turn. It's wonderful. He is, He's not playing it for laughs. He plays a really sleazy guy and he's great in it. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is in it. She plays uh, Sportello's on-again, off-again girlfriend. Um, amazing cast, rich in atmosphere. It has a lot of the same kind of laid-back stoner humor as The Big Lebowski. In fact, that's probably the closest comparison in terms of tone. But The Big Lebowski was a movie that you could watch because I like The Big Lebowski, and I'm definitely not a stoner. Yeah, and that's mind. a very funny movie. Yeah, it's a very it's very funny and it's witty and it and for me it works. Inherent Vice has those qualities too, but the thing is, it uh, it's been written in a way that suggests Raymond Chandler. Or, or like the ones we like, like Chinatown and the Two J's. Right. The plotting is so thick and convoluted and purposely confusing because the main character played by Joaquin Phoenix, he's confused. He's stoned. Even he doesn't know what's going on. So we're kind of in the same boat as he is. Do so you have to watch it stoned? Maybe that'll help. No, but I'll be honest. I've seen the film twice. I'm still not sure who everybody is. Um, the movie is narrated. Wow. Here's the thing. Honestly, like the movie has been narrated. Um, by this young character, she's a it's a very small supporting role, but her character is kind of like she narrates the movie, even though she's not even present for much of the story. So you're going like, how is she involved in this? Her character is kind of symbolizing uh, the the character of California at this point in time. So she's kind of like speaking like a mouthpiece of the mindset of the flower power burnout generation of California. Sure. So anyway, that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. It's weird. It's it's not an easy sit. It's challenging, like a lot of Anderson movies. It is funny. There's a lot of really funny scenes, a lot of great scenes, great performances, but it's it's not an easy sit at all. So I understand the, the frustration. Well, the Raymond Chandler, that goes all the way back to, if I'm not mistaken, that goes all the way back to the Maltese Falcon. Right. So, yep. I mean... Uh, thick, convoluted stories are, are definitely his forte. Right. So, I mean, is it something I should see? Is it too psychedelic? What's the deal? It's not that psychedelic. Actually, considering the director, who's a very flamboyant director in some cases, this is not one of his most overly stylized movies. Um, if anything, 
I do recommend seeing it. I really do. I think it's wow. a wonderful film. I do. I like the film. I really like it. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's 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 not an easy sit. Okay. So, so. what um what are you giving it? I give it three stars. Three stars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, All it's right. a good movie. Well, we haven't seen. P.T. in a while, P.T. Anderson. Yeah, so. not since The Master, which not I thought was the, the best, best film of its year. Did you well, like The Master? Or? I thought The Master was okay. Okay. I was not, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan, um, but uh, I did think that the performances in it were quite amazing. Yeah. So for that, for that in and of itself, I would give it um, uh, a three and a half stars for me because I thought it was that good. Okay. I didn't like the story as much. I thought that uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was amazing in the role. That he was put in, so yeah. I, I mean, I'm, we haven't seen him for a while, so I mean, it, since the master, like you said. So, um, I guess he likes working with Joaquin Phoenix. Apparently, so glad somebody does. Yeah, I'm glad somebody does too. <laughs> their their eccentricity. Other than Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> that's right. Joaquin Phoenix likes to, you work know, work with. with Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah. you're absolutely right. All right. What else was what else came out during this Christmas season that you saw that you liked? I'll do or, a couple, yeah, what was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, a couple more. Um, the one that I saw on Christmas Day at the fine Maui Mall Megaplex Theater, by the way. Oh, fantastic! Fine theater, very the one fine here theater. in Maui. It's yes, great, great Excellent theater. theater. It's Hence regal. the name Maui Mall yeah. Theater. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, we used to have a Maui Theater, which we was did. one screen fine theater, but that went away in '96. So this is the next best thing. Maui Mall Megaplex Theater. They're showing. They're still showing it. Tim Burton's Big Eyes, which I think is a fine film. It's, it is uh, based on. It's based on the artist. Um, Keen. Keen. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I got to say, this film has, it's just, it's tanked. It's really suffered at the box office. And let's face it, this is a terrible time for a film like this. It's mm-hmm. an eccentric film about an artist. It's not really a comedy, it's more of a drama. Uh, Burton is really laid back here. It's a very character driven film. It's Tim Burton, you mean? Yes, excuse yes. me, Tim Burton. Yes. So, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's written by Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, who also wrote his Ed Wood, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, I love Ed Wood. And this is a similar film in that it's very laid back in terms of its style and in terms of its presentation, although it's visually beautiful at times. Uh, a good portion of the story takes place on Oahu. It and does. Dan Cook is in the movie playing a newscaster of all things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, a lot of her, a lot of a lot of her paintings, her famous paintings, were of. Island girls, with, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, so that's not a that's 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 a thing. That's yeah, cool. and I had a high school teacher who actually owned a few Keens, and she was very adamant to say like she did this, not her husband. She did this. Like, okay, okay. Uh, got it. Yeah, okay. got it. Um, <laughs> Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz are so good in this movie, and it's interesting because these are two very different actors giving two very different performances. She's very internalized. It's very much. Uh, it's very very intuitive sort of performance, and she's brilliant in it. And Christoph Waltz is going really over the top, which is perfect. His character is meant to be obnoxious and one of these guys who kind of overestimates his appeal with people. Um, Waltz is fantastic in the movie. The two of them are great together. Um, it's a fine film, but, I mean, the, the story is painful. It's a tough movie about, uh, about having your ownership to your art taken from you right and fighting for that ownership so it's it's not like it's not a it, it ends up being a feel-good movie but it's it's a film i found uh, very distressing watching it uh, watching what this lady went through so not what so what you're saying is not exactly a christmas fair exactly which is probably one of the reasons that it, it's been doing terribly but i hope it picks up with the recent golden globe for amy adams best actress which was a real out of left field award and i'm glad because she's terrific in the film and i hope it makes people uh, aware the film is out there and they go see it all right so Star rating on this bed. Oh, boy. three three stars. Definitely. Three stars. All yeah. right. I'm interested in seeing Big Eyes because I know about Keen. I know the connection to Hawaii and things of that nature. It was a big deal here in the islands for a while. So um, everybody wanted one. I remember that. So um, 
Oh, I remember the the hype around that those pictures because I used to see them a lot. You know, you never really think about yeah, it. Yeah, growing up in Oahu, of course. Growing up in Oahu, yeah. they're out there everywhere. So, yeah. all right, any anything else? Because we heard that you saw The Hobbit already. We talked about your review of that. Anything else that you saw um, this Christmas season? Well, let's see. Uh, when is uh, when is this going up? I could, there's a movie I could talk about, but I'm embargoed too. Okay, and it's going to go up today or tomorrow. Okay, I should. I'll wait till next you'll week wait till then. next week. Yeah, I'll wait to, to talk okay. about. Okay, to see movies that you get embargoed on. Well, why aren't you sharing? <laughs> Isn't that? I know it What's sucks, right? That? It sucks. Like you know, I, you know, he How gets do I movies. Get that? How do, do I have to movies? go to college and be a writer? Know. Or something well, like you know, you got to write yeah. a lot. Like well, I write yeah, a lot. How about sharing with the rest of us? How about bringing the DVD or the Blu-ray over so we could watch it? That'd be great. It's not always that simple. I know it's not. Uh, sometimes it's a link. Sometimes it's a FedEx. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. Right. I'm gonna find out his bedroom window and just watch. <laughs> All right, oh. so can you can you uh, you can't talk about the review of the film? Can you say what the film is? I could I could say I, I I'd love to talk about American Sniper. It's okay, a, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so you're embargoed no, until until Thursday. Until Thursday. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, but I have others I can talk about for the sake of the show. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what 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 came out already that you saw? Selma. That- so that was that was yeah. that was the one I was trying to allude to because that oh. was that's the last big one. Okay, Wh- um, which one do you? Selma. Okay, that's the last big one uh, for the Christmas season, pretty much. Isn't I think it? so. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, what did you think? I mean, we got it in January, but of course it was a Christmas film. Yeah. What uh, what was your take on Selma? The story of Selma, Alabama, of course, and Martin Luther King. Yeah, I, I like the film a lot. It's 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 not as airtight as everybody makes it out to be. Um, let me just get to what doesn't work. Um, I like Oprah Winfrey. I have nothing against, personally, Oprah Winfrey, but... Uh, I do, but okay. <laughs> she's a distraction in this movie. She mm-hmm. is a, has a supporting role in the movie. It, you know... When is she not, though? Seriously. It's a problem here, because she is the biggest mega movie star in this film. The, the Most of the movie, it, it's full of character actors or, you know, big actors in supporting roles. Oprah, not only does she give herself this pretty sizable supporting role. She has a scene in the movie where she's the protester who slaps the white cop. Then the camera follows her down in slow motion as she's pulled down to the ground. It's like her big Oscar moment. It's too much. And she also produced the film. She would have done this movie a real benefit just producing it and then stepping away. But trying once again to remind us that she's an Oscar-nominated actress, it comes across as a bit much. Thankfully, it's a supporting role. It's a small supporting role. She doesn't ruin the movie. Um, But there are moments where... I. I found her to be terribly distracting. Mm. Like in The Beloved. Beloved. Uh, Color Purple. Butler, yeah. The yeah, Butler, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I never want to watch ever. Um, but, <laughs> the Game of Life. Yeah, <laughs> right. I tell you what, I think that um, Selma, um, from what I understand, is actually a fairly decent film. I mean, as far as the content and the movie itself is actually very well acted, very well told. Is that, is that, I agree. Is that true? I agree. I think it's a great film. Uh, David Oyewolo, who plays Dr. King, he taps into something that uh, it's hard to even come up with. A, like, even writing my review, I had a hard time even coming up with a word to describe just how magnificent he is. It's an amazing performance. Um, it, it's a it's a beautifully nuanced performance. I got to say really quickly something this I thought this movie was going to avoid because it's not politically correct, but the movie actually deals with it head on. And which very is Doctor King was unfaithful to his wife. They deal with his infidelities, which I think is ballsy because I figured this is the first major movie about Doctor King. There's no way they're going to mention that. No, they deal with it in a very tactful and smart I, I way. Have, I have to tell you, I have got. Especially with 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 someone as someone as sizable as Dr. King is, and the fact that he is a reverend, and the fact that he he he's he proclaims himself to be a Christian. One of the one of the great things about Christians or, or 
when you when you are of the faith, not to bring up the faith again, but one of the biggest things to bring up is this is where I came from, you know, or well, this is what I've done. I am not perfect, you know. This is this is why I need some. I, I need God in my life. I'm not perfect. He, I need to stay on the straight and narrow. So one of the fascinating things about Christian characters or faith characters is they need somebody because they aren't perfect and they're willing to admit the fact that they need. God in their life, and I think that, that I don't think that's a hindrance. I, 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 the way you describe it makes it like, I, even though you say it's ballsy, you know, you're, we have a tendency to put Dr. King in God status, right? Which he isn't. He is. He he delivered a fantastic message, uh, which I think a lot of people still forget, even in the even in the black community, um, about it being all about not the color of the skin, but the content of your character. But it seems like now all it is is about the color of your skin. Right. So I'm very excited to see it. I'm very excited to – I heard something interesting. I heard that it even – it deals with LBJ, yeah. uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the, the president at, uh, at the time. He is um, – by all standards in history as of now, the hero of the civil rights movement. I disagree with that completely because he's the same guy that 20 times before he came along denied civil rights of black people. And I think that his – I think that if they have – if they had – I don't know. That's why I'm asking you because you've seen it. If they attack that or if they if they bring that up, I think that's pretty brave because – he is the hero of the civil rights movement. The guy who actually put that on the table was Dwight Eisenhower, and the guy that the, the dissenting vote that caused it to fall before Lyndon Baines Johnson came along was Senator LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson. So, do they attack any of that, or do they? No, no. It's interesting how they do this because this is this has gotten so much controversy in terms of the movie not being historically accurate. What's interesting what they do here is that they have scenes with LBJ, with J. Edgar Hoover, and with George Wallace. J. Edgar Hoover, right? And instead of painting these guys as one note villains, which which you kind of expect them to for whatever reason, um, what the movie does instead is kind of show these guys that whatever they thought about black people, whatever their own personal feelings, whether whether they had genuine bigotry or whether they were just products of their time, they were very aware that whatever they did or said was going to reflect on their legacy, how they were going to be forever stamped. Uh, their legacy was forever going to be attached to the civil rights movement. Correct. So you basically see them as very savvy and canny politicians in a way that I thought was really interesting, kind of refreshingly devoid of commentary because so many of these movies... That's good. You know, because, I mean, for Pete's sake, like, uh, you know, to give an example, though I like the film a lot, you know, Oliver Stone's Nixon... Nothing fair or balanced about that movie oh, at all. Oh, it was not. And I, I, I love that movie, but I mean, it is completely commentating. I mean, it's obviously a movie made by a guy in 1995 looking back on Nixon. With with Selma, I feel like the movie is trying to say, like, look, it's 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 not it, you know it's it's not about good guys, bad guys. It's about you know people who are a little bit of both making decisions that, regardless of how they felt, it was not easy. And I like that. I well, like. Well, I, I do know, too, and I think you're right, and I think you're completely right because. Uh, if there's one thing that Len, uh, Lyndon Bain Johnson was, was a, a, a very slick politician. And he was not known to be sensitive in terms no. of how he dealt with anybody. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, he so. was not at all. So yeah. I completely agree with you. Is this something that I should see because uh, uh, because of the magnitude of the story in the theater? Or is this something I can wait for? I'd actually recommend seeing in the theater. Okay. Um, I was really emotionally overwhelmed by this movie many, many times. There are a right. number of scenes, which I won't describe, but there's a number of scenes in the movie that just kind of 
kind of destroyed me in a really great mm-hmm. way. It's it's a great film. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's a little would, too long, though. Where would you give it? What would you give it? Uh, well, you know, five being the tippity top and zero being Annie, I would give this four stars. Fantastic. Four stars. Yep. Wow. All right. So Selma was the big one of the year, or the big, the, the last big one that you saw for the year. I think, think so. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've seen all these these new films. Uh, you know, some you know, Taken Three and Woman right. Well, Black well, too, well, that's yeah. of course in yeah. January. We'll talk yeah. about those next week. We're trying okay. to get to we're sure. getting through the holiday season stuff yeah. now. Uh, you saw Taken Three. Your review is up on MyWatch.com. Yep. It's on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Woman in Black Two. Um, uh, Angel real of quick, Death. Angel of Death. Uh, was this pointless? Just curiously. Yes. Good. I'll just, All right. just leave it at that. Good. Yeah. Pointless. That's what I thought it would be too. All right. So, with that in mind, um, there's uh, a couple movies that I want to talk about, but one movie in particular, all three of us can talk about because we talked about it last week. But since you didn't hear last week's episode, Collector J and myself saw the interview with Seth Rogen and Mr. Franco. Um, Collector J. Uh, why don't you give your people's take, uh, or the people's take, or your take uh, uh, of the show for the people? I forgot already. Did uh, you enjoy it? Has it stayed with you? No, it's... You gave I enjoyed it a three-star review. I, I enjoyed the movie. Yes, because um, you wrote... I'm sorry. I, I did me, write a review. You did write a review. So you want to know how I can't go read the review. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what did you think? It was good. I mean, it, it. I was definitely hoping for more of a feel on why it got so much... Press, I guess you could say. Hate, disdain. Hate, yeah. Disdain. A um, world war was going to happen because of it. Right? I think yeah. missiles were ready to be launched. Yes. I yes. still couldn't figure that out um, because if you compare it to, you know, Team America. Um, oh, Team America. You, yeah. It, there's no way that you no would way. even. I mean, we should have been destroyed with that movie. <laughs> Team America Not is this one. so much worse than. Maybe than they didn't America. like him. Maybe they didn't like the fact that he was uh, really into. Um, Katy Perry? Katy Perry songs. Maybe, Maybe. that's what it was. They, they likened their dictator to Katy Perry listening. That's true. It that's could probably be. what it was. Um, on your, your high school student male uh, jokes level, mm-hmm. it was funny at its moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rogen and um, James Franco went together, did a well job playing mm-hmm. off each other. Separated, not so much, which was the second half of the movie. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy who Which played, I still feel is the strongest for me. The second half. The second half for me. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Kim uh, Kim Jung, Jung, Kim Jong Un was he did a really good job. He did a great his name job. Is Russell Parks, I think. Yeah, Russell yeah, Parks. He, he did great. a really good job of switching between um, listening to pop music and being well, switching between being a, a, a homicidal a, maniac, a, a, a madman. And someone that you could actually relate to. Yeah, hang out with, you know, good. play some basketball. They don't, they don't get me because my dad beat me up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he did was. a good job. I mean, for a comedy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. he did a decent job. Um, and then the only thing I noted last week was I think James Franco kissed every single guy in the movie. I think you're right. I think you might be right. So, he did. But it was, I mean, it was good if, if that's the kind of, if you like Austin Powers, <laughs> I mean, that just raunchy um, type of humor. Mm-hmm. Then it's a good movie. Okay, what would you give it? Three. three I gave stars? it the three. I think three stars, three stars overall. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it was one or two on, um, like critically acclaimed movie, mm-hmm. um, to four stars with the comedy part. Okay. So average. So you broke. Yeah, you really broke, broke it, it out. out. Yeah. And, cool. Uh, if you're trying to see it for for a piece of cinema, mm-hmm. you're not going to get anything. Correct. If you're trying to get some laughs, you'll get something. 
Uh, I have to agree with the majority of Collector J's assessments. Because you uh, can't agree with all of it. I, I mean, that's right. just not you. That's not me. <laughs> uh, I will say that the strongest the strongest parts of this film were the very beginning uh, with the interview with Eminem, which was yes. for oh. those of you that grew up listening Eminem's to gay. Eminem or yeah. in that thing was it was absolutely hilarious. The way they played it off was was just completely funny. It was great. Uh, I thought that the perform the, the the second the second the climax of the film for me the finale was fun, uh, it worked for me I liked it. Yep. Um, uh, the stuff in the middle was the stuff that lagged and sagged. I thought to be isn't quite that honest. exactly what I said? He didn't disagree with me. <laughs> no, but here's he just the thing. Added Here, here's the thing: is I didn't think James Franco was that good. I thought James Franco was too over the top. Hmm. Uh, I thought that Seth Rogen actually was good because what was nice about these two characters, instead of them being on the same page, they were of two different mindsets, which was really cool. Like, like you know, Seth Rogen's character was like, listen, man, we're in North Korea. This guy ain't a nice guy no matter what he's telling you. And, of course, uh, Franco's character, uh, Skylark, is basically um, be- becoming enamored with, with Kim Jong. Uh, with Un. So I thought that that worked really well together. Overall, I thought that the film was, uh, I gave, I think it was a two and a half, three star film. The comedy, you know, the raunchy comedy stuff is getting old. I'm, yeah. And I don't mean because I'm getting old, but it's literally getting old because everybody does it in Hollywood now. It just, there's nothing funny about it anymore. You know, it just, it's just, I don't know. I don't find it funny. It's not witty. It's not. It, it, and for me, you know, the raunchy comedy. When they act out certain things, yeah. the raunchy humor in in what they're doing, like having to hide a missile up your butt, right? <laughs> right. But right, right, but right. some of the you know when I said James Franco, I, it was when they were dialoguing back and forth, right? When they jumped off of what each other were saying, right? That's when I think the movie was best, right? Um, as far as character acting, um, they were quick, right? Funny stuff like that, but yeah, the the hiding. Um, phallic devices and places they shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, it just, it just know, becomes it just becomes par for the course for a Seth Rogen yeah. film. So I have to say that it's not the, it's not the worst movie, and it's definitely not their best movie. I like it better than This Is the End. I thought This Is the End stunk. Oh wow! I did not I was like a fan it. Of that one. I have to go see it again. I guess I missed out on something, but I did not like that film. So Interview for me is about a two and a half three star movie for sure. So uh, the Interview, uh, I don't I, I agree with Collector J on the fact that. There was no need for this to escalate to what it became. It, it it just made no sense. I mean, I can understand a little bit of it, but Team America is far more uh, 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 far more destructive as far as critici- criticisms okay. of uh, of North Korea and it such. It sounds like a better movie too, and it's a much better movie. It's much more witty, even though it does have some raunchy humor in it for sure. It is a much more witty movie because. You're dealing with puppets for crying out loud. And if you can make a 90-minute a movie about puppets interesting and funny, that's an achievement. It's, it's, you know, it's funny. I read a story yesterday or the day before that there was a, a – during um, the Golden Globes. Sure, yeah. Uh, someone did a, a little um, skit or a little piece who is Korean – uh, what was it? Oh, um, Margaret Amy Cho. Cho, yes. Margaret Cho. And, and then she got a lot of criticism. She got a lot of heat for that. Calling yeah. her racist. And yeah, she did. And she's Korean, yeah. making fun of... I thought as if you're in the same... It's uh, almost meta, right? It's like, just making you're fun allowed. of evil dictatorship. I mean, she's right. evil she's dictator, not making fun of like, Christians. And I mean, she's, she's being, making fun yeah. of our enemies. But, she, but she's also Korean. Yeah. So it's not like she... you know. But everyone who's criticizing her is white. I mean, this movie, I think, has reached more into people being so afraid of... 
whatever it is, is that they're afraid of. Politi- but how, political yeah. correctness gone amok. Is yeah. what well, that's, a little, bad. that's extreme. Yeah. And it's misguided political correctness. And she came Completely. out and said, you know what? I'm not apologizing. I'm happy with what I did. Uh, it was funny, whatever. I don't, I don't like Margaret Cho. I don't think she's funny. She's a flaming liberal and a feminist. I can't stand her. Good for her, though, to be quite honest. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So I think that was a compliment. That was a gave. backhanded compliment is what that was. <laughs> that was <laughs> a double fair. backhanded compliment. Um, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know why North yeah, Korea would get mad. I, I don't know. I, I don't either. The interview was 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 more or less I mean, did you, did you hear I – w- I want to know – I mean, the lyrics they opened up with that movie – Oh, with the kids singing? The kids singing. Those but are those, are, those are like lyrics that – I think that's very true. You think so? I, I don't we, know. Well, I just watched a documentary really? that had footage from people who snuck in cameras. Oh, wow. And the stuff that they, they do say, the indoctrination is pretty – Oh, I hardcore. know the indoctrination is hardcore. I thought that was a joke, though. I thought that was like a, uh, an exaggeration of, the, that, of that indoctrination. It might indoctrination. be a slight exaggeration, but I think that's pretty – I mean, ever since his dad, you know, America has always been the evil guy well, that needs right. to be destroyed. It's always been the death so to the West So I think thing. that's still pretty accurate, that opening song. So Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Are you interested in seeing this? I, I'm dying to see it. I just haven't had the opportunity. I'll give you my uh, – I'll give you my um, – be careful with it, but <laughs> – I'll give you my um, YouTube login. Oh, wow. That's how I bought it. Oh, yeah, cool. All I right, so with that in mind, two, 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 uh, you said three stars. I say two and a half, so that averages out about, yeah. to about two stars, two and a half stars. 2.75 to be exact. Yeah, 2.75. Very good. Your math is extraordinary. This is the nerd watch. All right. Two more movies on my list that I want to get to, and then we're going to get into some news. Okay. Two more movies. I saw two movies. One uh, was a film that Collector Jay saw that I thought was extraordinary. Uh, he saw it as well. Uh, I think you did. I think you're right. And then the other one is a fi- was for me the feel good movie of the year. Uh-oh. So let's get to this first one. Good before I watched bad. The, the good. Uh, well, no, 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 no. They're both great. Um, no, I mean, so feel one, good and horror. Right, right. So one's a horror movie, and that is the Baba Duke. Oh yeah. Uh, the Baba Duke is extraordinary. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think it is one of the best horror films. Oh, to you come did. Out you didn't period. see it last week. That's why I didn't. The Baba Duke yeah. was phenomenal. Um, I am I am completely I am completely enamored with Jennifer Kent's direction of the film. She made an amazing movie. If you have not seen the Babadook, it, I think it's still available on video on demand. That's how I saw it. Yeah. It is amazing. I love the fact that she straddles the line between it being either real or psychological because you don't know. Yeah. You never know in this film. All I can tell you is the Babadook is about a woman who has lost her husband and is raising her child alone. And um, the the stresses, the and the psychological issues that come with that, uh, the loss of a husband, dealing with loss, dealing with uh, regrets, <laughs> dealing with these things internally, I thought was an over imaginative kid, right? And, and 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 who and what could possibly be an over imaginative kid? What what could be that? What? All I can say is I, the less I talk about this movie, for me, the better, because this is a movie that I think. Everybody should see because it's not about it's not about the violence. It's not about it's not about there the, is no the, violence. There isn't. In the movie. It's not about the oh, except when the one kid pushes another kid out. The, it's the, the house. it's the it's the horror of what can happen when you get into your own head. Yeah, and I thought that that is one of the most because it, it, it straddles the line for me between what is real and what isn't, and yep. it is and it is done so well. Um, uh, I think the Baba Duke. 
for my in my opinion is probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Um, uh, Collector Jay talked about it last week, so I wanted to see it, so I did. He loved it. Uh, I think I, I don't know if I liked it more than he did. And what did you think, uh, Professor Barry? I liked it too. I saw it. You know, I, I've been hearing about this movie all year. I finally saw it on Halloween of all things. I I, uh, I got it on video on demand, and I watched it two times um, just because. Uh, not only is it, it is a great film, it really is. Um, and this is not a spoiler. This is just an interpretation. I don't think there is a Babadook. I think we're strictly seeing the mania, the the sense of mind. Of I, the agree. I, I agree. I agree. When you're a kid. The monsters in the closet are real. The scary crap you imagine as a child is real. I think the child is simply having an experience with the mother that is so elevated that they're seeing this thing. They're hearing this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. So everybody who is anybody should go out and see the bubble. And I thought in the the scene with the book, when it came back, oh, and it had the additional stuff, yes. and it lined out what was going to happen. And as soon as – because everything that was lined out in that story happened. Mm-hmm. So I swore once she got past that one – phase mm-hmm. that ended, she acted out in the book mm-hmm. that she was going to carry it all the way through well I tell you what I swear she was I, I'm afraid to tell anybody anything else I'm giving it four and a half stars because I thought wow. it was that dog, doggone good for me I haven't seen a, a scary movie like that in a long time where it didn't go for the cheap scares it went for something more more visceral mm. and I loved it absolutely loved it so watch the Babadook it is amazing secondly I watched, for me, what is the feel-good movie of the year. I think everybody should watch it. I saw Whiplash. Not only did I see Whiplash, I watched it twice in the same day. That's how good it was for me. I'll give you my... I did see it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that? No, I saw a different movie. That's a feel-good movie. Okay, good. We'll We'll talk about that in a minute. I have to tell you that Whiplash, for me, was probably one of the best pictures of last year. Um, Whiplash is an amazing performance by J.K. Simmons. Amazing, yes. He is amazing. Uh, he is phenomenal. Miles Teller is great. The story moves at a brisk pace. It's yeah. amazing. You sit there and you watch and you're like, it's already over? And it was over. Um, it's a story of a professor, or, or I should say a music teacher and the, the students. And he's teaching at a college level, I'm assuming, or at, a, a, at an elevated those, level. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. music conservatory. Yes. Um, and it and it deals with uh, a lot of issues um, concerning teachers and students, and not even just that, but more of what is the line? Where's the line when it comes to these guys? When do you, when is when does a push become a shelf? Yes. Um, I have to tell you something, and I'm not giving anything away by saying this. Um, I think J.K. Simmons should get an Oscar nomination for his performance. Um, but I will say this. In my opinion, I think we need more guys like Terrence Fletcher. Mm. I think we need guys not to that extreme, but guys who are willing to push. Because that's what's probably what, – and this is, a, this is more of a commentary about where we are now as a society. This is the things that we've lost. These, our kids don't have people pushing them, let alone pushing them over a cliff to tell them you can do this. Okay, and I mean, and along with the, along with the verbal abuse that goes along with it, you know, our our kids become further wusses the longer they go, and you know, in some respects, I think that there should be more teachers, 
uh, and even hey, more teachers that are willing to push not young kids, of course. I'm talking about these these. When I say kids, I'm talking 19, 20, 22 year old kids that are willing to push these kids to their potential, regardless of. And I thought it was also commentary on emotional distress and emotional abuse because I personally, I, 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 it's one of those issues. As a guy, I, I don't, I don't get that. As a woman, I, you know, I totally, you know, I can't, I can't speak on that. But as a guy, for me, there's no such thing for me as a, as a, as a man. You know, I gotta take what's given to me. You know, they call me names, call me whatever you want to do. I like the motivation of somebody telling me I can't do it. And T- and Terrence Fletcher, the his character in the film, J.K. Simmons, pushes and he pushes and he pushes and he pushes you. But in those in those things, you also see a human being in those in those moments in Whiplash that you know that there's something underneath, and you know this guy, even though there may be something completely wrong with this guy. There is something there, and that ending was perfect because I got to tell you, I, I actually teared up, the, the, uh, and I'm not giving anything away. The moment that Terrence Fletcher um, um, pulls back up the symbol that fell was an amazing moment for me, and it just was just phenomenal, um, and it really moved me. Because you could see it in the performances, in J.K. Simmons' performance, that his character almost was was more elated, not in just himself, but he found something that he wanted he's wanted to find for a long time. And I really thought Whiplash was an amazing, electrifying movie. Everybody who is anybody has to see this film. What did you think, Professor um, Barry? Well, uh, uh, I'll see you and raise you. I mean, I think J.K. Simmons' performance is the best by any actor all year. I thought he was terrifying, yep. and uh, I couldn't keep my eyes off of him. Nope. And at the same time, I'm watching him, and, I, and I'm wondering, does he have an unguarded moment? Do we ever see this guy at a moment that is not completely, perfectly calculated? Um, and I love the film for the qualities you're talking about, too. Uh, this is a great conversation piece oh, about yeah. how much we push our kids. Because I saw the film. Uh, it's funny. You, you call it the Feel Good Mood of the Year. For me, it was such an intense <laughs> experience. I was I loved the film, but I was grateful for when it was over because I was a, a wreck the whole time. Uh, for me, the movie, you know, and this is just a way of looking at it. Um, I think the movie is about Stockholm Syndrome. I think it's about how far. Ooh, interesting! The relation, I never thought about well, that. Well, you know, just just how far you know you go to loving the torturer. Because uh, on the one hand, yeah, this movie is about that question of when are you inspiring and pushing your kid to be the best, and when is it torture of some sort? Well, and, you're a professor, so you you would have a very interesting take on that. What what do you think? Is there, especially not not the young, you know, not the high school kids yeah, yeah, or the yeah. young kids, but where do you see? What what do you? How do you see in your in your line of work? Where does Whiplash line up as far as being a template? I've I've had those moments where I am challenging my students and I'm pushing them to, to, to challenge themselves and to move forward. I've also had those teachers that made my classmates cry. I had yeah. a I had a, a poetry teacher who uh, who once told she told the girl sitting next to me that uh, your poems are like you; they're kind of worthless and they have nothing to say. <laughs> and this girl sitting next to me sounds started, like a man after <laughs> his own heart. <laughs> 
wow! Yeah, it was horrible. I, I horrible. have to say, I have to say that I did find myself chuckling in Whiplash <laughs> more than once. So, <laughs> well, it's like I mean, he, he comes across Fletcher, the character played by J.K. Simmons. At times, he comes across like a drill sergeant. Other times, he comes across like that guy who is just in the in in, in this inexhaustible pursuit of excellence. Um, but at the same time. There is something so calculated, even and so, perhaps and sinister, almost perhaps even sociopathic about him that I I really wonder like where is the human being there? Because there are, there's a moment, there's a key moment I think where Miles Teller's character he's watching him in down the hallway with a little girl, and yes. you think and you think oh that's cool that's who he really is. And they're like well was that like was he acting then too? Like who is this guy? I felt that same way when I saw when I watched the scene. Where he plays the CD from his former student. Yes, yes, that was amazing. Yeah, amazing. I, I, J.K. Simmons. Uh, by the way, if you don't know who J.K. Simmons is, he's the guy in the farmers insurance commercials. Okay, <laughs> I you're gonna go to Spider Man. No, 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 no. He's the guy in the farmers insurance commercials because you see them all the time. Yes, and he is also J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider Man trilogy. trilogy yeah. Um, uh, uh, J.K. Simmons is amazing. The movies for me is amazing. For me, I, I would definitely give it five stars. I think everybody should see it. It is, it is quite a cool piece of filmmaking. It it's it's thrilling. It's actually thrilling, and it's about a guy learning. It's about a guy perfecting his craft in music. And I just I was in shock at how much I was glued to the television. Like I said, I watched it twice in the same day. I have never done that before mm. ever. Watched it twice, and I was like, "This is amazing!" So I'm glad you got to catch it. Not enough people have uh, seen this movie. Whiplash is awesome. Who anybody who is anybody should see it. Uh, I think my other half remark. I watched it by myself the first time. I watched it with my other half the second time, and she said, "Well, there goes my dreams of playing drums." And that was the last thing she said. So <laughs> it's a good instant review. It's right a good there. instant review. I was like, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I guess that's where you're from. And then actually, motiv- and watching that movie makes me makes me motivated to want to try. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so. It's a very interesting two different reactions yes. to the show. So anyway, we've seen a lot of movies over this holiday season. We've been gone for three weeks for crying um, out loud. What and what is your movie? Your feel good movie I, of the year, by the way. On video on demand. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, Del Toro's The Book of Life. Oh, that was actually a really good, good movie. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Completely. My kids, uh, my daughter who's 16 wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my three-year-old daughter has mm-hmm. watched it three times now. Now It is actually a really well-done movie in Guillermo, my opinion. Guillermo del Toro took, uh, um, he took the, I guess, the Spanish... Um, a Spanish story? Yes. Uh, yes. And he translated it to the screen. Now, is it... When I saw it, 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 first of all, it bombed at the box office. Yeah. It totally bombed. It, do you, when you watch it, is there a reason why it didn't wasn't successful when you saw it? Do you understand why it was such a bomb at the theater? Um, I mean, it's not a big flashy. It's a love story, right? Um, is it too different for for I most think audiences? So. I think you know it's it's um, you know I know you hate it, but Nightmare Before Christmas. It's that same style of. Um, stop motion. Stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the stop. It was. I thought the stop motion was done really well. The um, the the night of the living or not night of the living dead. Um, the day of the dead. The um, the costumes or, or the characters that they created were really well done. They mm. look they looked nice. Uh, the graphics were nice. I mean, I, it's it was a good movie. I think it just wasn't your superhero uh, action packed. 
uh, over-the-top, big-name actor-type movies mm. that does really well. But for Del Toro, I think... Um, I really enjoyed it. I think everyone should see it. Well, the the subject matter of the Day of the Dead was interesting for me. I thought that that's why it tanked because Day of the Dead is a very um, um, it's very specifically it's very cultural. specifically cultural. It's very yeah. it's very and it's also very. Um, uh, I'd like to know how it did in Mexico. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know even know if they even showed it in Mexico. To be honest, who knows? But, but I mean, I, it's a it's a love story and it's kind of a you know a little musical. I mean, there's a lot of singing in it um, because he's uh, a. Um, but the Day of the Dead is a very. I mean, in 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 I could be completely wrong, but in the, in the Latin culture or the Latino culture, the Spanish culture, I heard it's a very dark, dark day. Is it? In- is dark that, implications, but it's still very celebratory. Like it, right. it is kind of that weird. Right, but it's but it's scary. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like, like Halloween. Right, it's yeah. frightening. Yeah, I mean, there's some humor to the movie in there. Um, mm-hmm. It's a love story. He's a. Uh, um, it's got uh, Fluffy. I always call him Fluffy, but Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheech is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Channing Tatum in there too. Channing Tatum, I think, was a voice. Um, you know, he's a stripper and a Spaniard. <laughs> wow. Right. It's got range. This guy. Um, yeah. What is it? He's he want he's supposed to be a bullfighter, but wants to be a um, mar- mariachi. Hmm. A mariachi player. Uh, he wants to be a singer, oh. a guitar player. So, um, and that struggle, uh, his you know, it's him against this bullfighter, and the bullfighter has to save the town because I mean, it's a really good story. It works really well. The um, the graphics, the visuals on it are really well, especially in high def. Fantastic. Um, and if my 16-year-old really enjoyed it, my wife really enjoyed it, and my three-year-old daughter really enjoyed it, I mean, it's a big span. So it's a winner. It's a big demographic. People that's that a like winner. it. And I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. from it had some funny parts. It had some, uh, you really feel for the character by the end. It's a great story. It moves quickly. Hmm. Cool. See cool. It. All right, I'm going to go watch it then. Day of the Dead. All right. I, I, I've been very reserved. The Book of Life. Book of Life, sorry. Book of Life. Day of the Dead, Book of Life. Go yep. figure. All right. Well, boys and girls... Uh, Book of Life um, is on video on demand right now. It's on Blu-ray as well. Um, I guess I'm going to have to watch it I, I, if it's that good. I mean, it's Del Toro. I was. It is Del Toro. I mean, this is his. This is his baby. So I guess I'll give it a shot. All right. Let's get into a couple of, a couple of pieces of news real quickly, and we'll get through this. First off, let's talk about a very huge thing that happened yesterday. Online was the second trailer for the Avengers: Age of Ultron. All right. Now, um, what did we think of the Age of Ultron trailer number two? Collector J? I mean, it's, it makes you excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what, four and a half months from now? Four and a half months from now. Tell I mean, me. I don't want to get. I really, I really hope we don't get overplayed with Ultron stuff. I mean, now it's to the point. Where you have teasers coming out for the trailer, within the teaser coming out for the second teaser for the next trailer. I mean, it's, and then you have I'm, stills coming out every month, and I mean, it's just. I'm fascinated. I have to say that I'm. They, I'm, they I'm revealed a few the things. Opposite of you, uh, I'm fascinated with the Ultron character. Well, the Ultron character, but I, I'm just saying that the inundation mm. of stuff over and over and over. Sure, the sure. trailer was awesome. Um, the fight scene between Hulk and Hulkbuster is going to be epic. Now we know that um, Tony Stark is in that suit. Yes. Okay. Um, the uh, Hulk, what's up with Hulk? You know, you see a little uh, couple sides to him, so you're not sure what's going on. I'll tell you my take. Um, control, but I mean, yeah, there's a few takes or a few theories out there. Um, 
Ultron, you obviously see him starting out, but then uh, you see him upgrading, so he's going to do that. Um, you the, you hear it talked about how Ultron was created, so it definitely was Tony Stark um, bringing it to life because he feels that it needs something bigger right. than all of them. Um, you have a mystery woman, which I think uh, leads the itself. The mystery woman in the cave who yeah, takes off I her think, robe? I think, uh, I think that's just a Black Panther reference. Could be. I think that's uh, some more of him was put in there, uh, or Wakanda, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and Isn't it the camp that um, Raymond Stance went to, Camp Wakanda, in Ghostbusters? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Was it Camp? I think it was. Yeah, where he where he sat by the fire and roasted steak roasted marshmallows. Roasted marshmallows wasn't the Camp Wakanda. I think I it, was. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not even sure. I, I, that's what I thought it was. All right. Anyway, so uh, you're excited about the trailer? Oh yeah. Wow. Professor I made some, Barry? I made some pictures and put them up on. You sure uh, did. Yeah, you got some screenshots. Yeah. Some screenshots. Professor Barry, what did you think of the trailer? Oh god, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't even ask me. I, I don't want to be a contrarian here, but I'm starting to feel like a comic book movie curmudgeon. I'm just like, oh, we've seen this explosions, and they're all making the same poses, and the music and yeah ultron looks fascinating but i'm just i'm kind of all starting right, to get a little burnt out from these movies all I right really fine am. then i don't want to even hear from you anymore <laughs> i'm gonna sit <laughs> in my corner i'm, I'm starting to get I'm, I'm halfway between you and barry because i want and they didn't show vision in this which i think they need to save that i, I until think the should, movie. i think they should too i think they need to start saving more for the movie not so many dang trailers. In well, here's the, the thing. Uh, this this brings me to my point. I, I think that the Avengers trailer was a very good trailer. I love the fact that the Hulk is more involved. I like seeing what's going on with the Hulk. Um, I think we're leading into the Hulk being so angry that Tony Stark has to get him off of Earth and move him into space. And that's how we meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's how that's related. Um, we do know that we're going into the Planet Hulk thing or the World War Hulk storyline from the comic books. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's an amazing yeah, comic book. Hulk. So do I. I love the World you War Hulk. You can even watch the animated. They have yeah, an animated. It's great. It's it, when, when Hulk comes back, uh, when, when he gets tricked into going to this other planet, which... This planet was the wrong planet they sent him to. He comes back and he wants to kill all the Avengers, which is awesome. But I have to say that I overall I thought that that trailer was a good trailer. There was one trailer that we did talk about, speaking of in the same Marvel Universe, that we talked about last week that no one heard was oh, the, Ant-Man. the Ant-Man trailer. Mm. Um, that looks better than I thought, but I'm still leery about it. Yep. We do know now, um, which details came out, of Yellow Jacket being the villain in the film. And we do know that, that the villain, Yellow Jacket, is Hank Pym. He becomes a more um, weaponized Hank, uh, more weaponized Ant-Man. So it's very interesting. I'm interested to see where Ant-Man or what Ant-Man is. I mean, we had the same reservations about Guardians of the Galaxy with the Ant-Man thing. So who knows? Um, did you watch the Ant-Man trailer? I never had those. Re- I mean, I didn't, hadn't met you guys yet. But ever since I saw that poster at Maui Mall for Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, I got to see that movie. <laughs> and I didn't even know who the Guardians were. I just knew I had to see the movie. I, I honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's absolutely true, and I've said this on the show. I really, I didn't think that movie would fly just because I didn't know if they would totally get it. Um, well, they had an airplane. Of course they could fly. <laughs> yeah, Barry. Yeah, come on. No, no, no. Come so, on, Barry. <laughs> so the Ant-Man trailer, I, I, I was underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Yeah, I, me too. I, and I was. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're just, they're not showing us some of the best stuff, but uh, yeah, it just like, it doesn't, it, look... I was at Comic Con when they showed the first footage of Iron Man, and they showed the old, they basically showed the first five minutes of the movie. And this was a year before it came out. And to see 
that opening scene of Robert Downey Jr. giving that monologue that Tony Stark gives, like, man, they've got it. It, it feels like they've got it. It doesn't feel that way with, with Rudd. And I love Paul Rudd, but uh-huh. it just, I, I don't feel it yet. I really don't. I, I, and I, I agree with you on that. I, I'm, I'm more hopeful for Ant-Man, but I'm still, I'm definitely still leery about what we are in store for, for sure. Yeah. So... All right. So the other big news; those are the two trailers that we talked about. There's another big piece of news that just broke today. Which which was? Uh, according to uh, Latino Review, as of today, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel... aren't they famous for for posting um, like crap rumors? <laughs> Not always. Well, all sites are at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they've had some right. They've had them. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Anyways, they're saying that uh, Sony and Marvel worked out a deal for Spider-Man to be in. Uh, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. No, but the thing is, is that they want, they need Spider-Man in the Captain America movie. I think they missed that already. Uh, Infinity Wars Part 1. So when, when is Infinity Wars Part 1 coming? 17? 17. Oh 2017. Remember about a movie we're not even going to see for two no, years. No, that, that, that is pivotal. That is pivotal. Is yeah, it? Barry! <laughs> You're a comic book guy. You should I, know this. I know. I don't think he is a comic book no, guy. No, he I think is. He's, I think he's no, in disguise. I, I, he's no. What he what what has become what what happens is he's like a bad. Is, case this is what this is the kind of things that happens when you go to college and you become a writer, you know, and you forget about where you came from. Maybe he needs so. to have a. Maybe I'm gonna hire him to write a comic book. No. So maybe he'll fall back right, in love right, with right. it. I become burnt out. Right, right. I become burnt out a lot of these things. Right, right. I am. I am. Yeah, guy writes a book and he's just comic books are above him. Whatever. Not true. <laughs> Not what I said. Um, I think that's what I heard. Let's <laughs> those tapes, man. I know, really, right? But seriously, in all in all all kidding aside, I think that um, Spider Man being part of it, I think, is a pivotal uh, aspect of it. I hope they work something out because Sony really screwed the pooch with Spider Man too. So they need to make up for it big time. Okay, uh, back to your works news. Out. Back to the news. Another big piece of news is Scarlett Johansson is not just going to be playing um, uh, the uh, Black Widow. She's also going to be playing one of the most famous Japanese anime characters of all time. She's going to be playing the lead in a Ghost in the Shell movie. Which got a release date. Which did get a release date. Yes. Um, I... I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I think the Ghost in the Shell movie was a very good animated film. I am not excited about it, per se. Mm. But um, if you've never seen Ghost in the Shell, I think I think you should. It's a very, very good animated film. It is not for kids, just no, so that you know. No. Not for kids. Um, but uh, the story is good. I hope it works. Um, I don't know if Scarlett Johansson is the is the right fit, but I could be completely wrong about this. What 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 is your take, uh, Professor Barry? You know, like I was thinking about Ghost in the Shell the other day because uh, I had the chance to see Ghost in the Shell Two: Innocence on the big screen, and it was one of the most amazing movies. Wasn't it though? Yeah, just beautiful. Innocence gorgeous. is beautiful. The, the parade scene is one of the most magnificent pieces of animation I've ever seen. Uh, thinking back to the first movie, I remember the action being awesome. The story hasn't really stayed with me, so I. I feel almost like we we've, we've had live action variations of Ghost in the Shell over the years. I wonder like how fresh it's going to really look. Um, and certainly with the success of Lucy, we know that uh, Scarlett Johansson can not only carry a movie, but of course most pivotally in Hollywood, she can open these sort of movies. Um, 
But yeah, I wonder if it is, uh, if it's going to feel fresh or if it's going to be like, you know, like it, this week's ultraviolet or, you know, this week's, uh, you know. Right, right, right. This is the female superhero character kind of thing. Again. Another one, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, what do, what do you think of the Ghost in the uh, Shell thing? I've never really followed Ghost in the Shell, so I Have can't really Have you seen really the speak. movies? Uh, nope. You should. I should. Good. Good. Don't watch it with your kids, though. No. No. Okay. Uh, I watched Lucy the other night. What would you think? Well, I saw it in the movies too, oh. or at the theater. So. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's. I heard it's a lot of fun. It is. Big fan. I dug it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's. She definitely plays. I don't. I'm not sure what the character is in Ghost in the Shell. Who she's playing? How she's supposed to be? I'm not going to ruin it. Um, but I mean, she has a look somewhat. She that's does. About all I, that's about all I got. I, you know, Scarlett Johansson's Asian roots are astounding. <laughs> I said, um, I got the look, kind of. I didn't say she's like oh, the perfect oh. spitting image. She uh, is the fanboy Meryl Streep. Let's face it. I no, mean, you're she, right. You're she's like right. she has instant credibility in these movies, no matter what it is. You know, she has instant credibility because she was in Frank Miller's The Spirit, and nobody wags their finger at her for being in that movie that, because that is true. she looked like she exists in the Frank Miller world. She does. You're absolutely right. You know what's interesting? Speaking of these movies, kind of like a, a real quick uh, right or left turn here. Um, movies like this, these big budget films, is it just me or does it seem like this year that um, that these kinds of movies that don't nece- aren't necessarily going to be summer fair are making it to the big screen in a January, February, March kind of uh, a release date? Like, look at The Seventh Sun. You know, that looks like a really big summer blockbuster or even Christmas. Nope, it's coming out in February. Well, I mean, How bad is this movie? Look at look at what look at um Jupiter that, Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. That's coming out in February. That's a Wachowski movie. That looks that looks huge. Yeah. That's a that looks like there's a lot of money that went into that and it actually looks fairly decent. Yeah. I mean, uh, The Kingsman. Well, I mean, are we are we I, it's like summer's going to be all year round now. It doesn't seem like we're going to have seasons anymore. Almost. Well, I mean, you have just in comic book movies alone, I mean, what do we have? Eight this year? Oh yeah. It's so ridiculous. I mean, it's not like you can. You're not going to put eight comic book movies exactly into the summer in three months. Well, there's well, no way. So there's no time to do summer movies. You're anymore. absolutely you're right. And that's exactly what I'm going with. Because and I think that's why they're doing a release date so many years out now. They're trying to save their spots. They could be yeah. because you're absolutely right about that. I have a feeling like Seventh Son is a film that looks big. It's had some production issues, I guess, uh, for the last three years. Years ago. Years ago. So you're looking at that film, or even The Kingsman for crying out loud. That's that a comic book good. movie. That one looks great. You and you go February. That's weird. You know why is it not being released at a bigger date? And it looks good. Matthew Vaughn is directing it. Things of that nature. Why, why are these movies being released? And I think Collector Jay's onto something here. I think Collector Jay's right. I think comic book movies have 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 saturated the market so much yeah. that there's nowhere else to put these big budget movies that aren't necessarily comic book properties but can compete with those properties. And guess what? No one wants to compete with Marvel. Yeah. Nope. So, I. I guess and it's good for the, us. The DC movies, I mean, it's uh, it makes it hard. You know, if you're going to flop, it'd be better to flop based upon your movie and not because you're fighting another movie. But it's an interesting concept because you're making people go to the movies when they wouldn't necessarily go. Yeah, we know that this time is typically the dead time of year. We know that movies like, for example, Cloverfield, huge, when they open up at a time of the year when most people aren't going to the movies, especially an right. event film like that. Right. On the other hand, you did mention three movies from you know that were supposed to come out last year that have been pushed, pushed back. 
I'm worried about, especially Kingsman, because it's opening up, like, regardless of what the movie is or what we think of it, it's opening the same day as Fifty Shades of Grey. I feel like the studio's burying the Kingsman. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you on that, too. But that's also two different demographics. No, 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 no. But the, here's the problem is, is that Bear, Bear, Professor Barry's right about one thing, is that if you're putting your own movie... Uh, or your movie up against Fifty Shades. It is two demographics. Oh, but it's the same produ- uh, same right. company. Right. So what oh. you're doing is is that you're already pitting your own movie against yeah, against your sense. own. It makes no sense. Yeah. So what are you doing to the Kingsman? Because you know there's going to be a bunch of desperate middle-aged single women that are going to be watching. But they 50 wouldn't necessarily. Shades. But they're not going to go see Kingsman. Right. But who's going to want to no flock to go see the Kingsman when you've got. You know, three hundred middle-aged, desperate single women. Any smart man who's single desperate would do it. <laughs> All right, maybe. Okay, right. did you maybe think about what you're saying? Maybe there's a method to the madness. Think then. about what you're saying there. You have a, a, a captive audience. Right. Remember, that's why you always well, captive audience. Fifty Shades. That was good. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> well done. That was pretty um, good. Remember the, when you used to go to? Well, I did it. You went to home ec because all the girls went to home ec. Sure. In high school, right? <laughs> All right, maybe then. All it's right, a good illustration. But, but that's the perfect that's the perfect date night for a couple that doesn't get along. One goes see Fifty Shades, one goes see The Kingsman. Good point. And you come out and you, you meet up at the end, or right. you. I'm gonna go I watch an action think... comic book movie, and my other half is gonna go watch porn. That's great. I mean, fantastic. Because bottom line is like like Fifty Shades. You know, even if the critics savage it, which is a distinct possibility, it's going to open really, really big. It's going to open huge. It's not smart to open anything that same weekend. I agree. It was the same thing when Paramount Pictures very unwisely opened up uh, Star Trek Nemesis same weekend as Made in Manhattan, which it didn't seem like much of a no brainer. But I mean, Jennifer Lopez was huge, huge, stupid idea releasing yeah. that movie the same weekend. I agree. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up as a possibility of now we're going to be seeing more movies of uh, we're going to be seeing more movies in off months, more event films, right? Right, down season, spring season. Yeah, yeah. spring. We're going to see a lot more of that. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more in September and October kind of thing. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess it's good for the audiences. I guess you're going to bring more people well, out to the movies. It's good for it's good for the movie theaters. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So I agree with you there as well. All right. So is there any other big news that we want to talk about? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Scarlett Johansson as a uh, a faux Asian in Ghost in the Shell. Uh, we're gonna we, we got the Avengers uh, trailer, Age of Ultron. Hey, makeup two. can do wonders. I guess it can. So um, it's it's so far. Uh, look, uh, next week we'll talk about it with along with American Sniper. But we got taken three in January. It, it you know. He said he might do a number four. Don't do it, Liam. Take the money and walk. Yeah, just I think he's actually man. having fun with that character. Oh, he he's loves doing, it. He's doing spoofs where he's calling ex-girlfriends of uh, or ex-boyfriends uh, as his character. I mean, it's, he does some pretty funny stuff I with think, his character. I think he's found a niche that he never thought he'd ever be in, and I think he's taking full advantage of it. So, it's kind of like Leslie Nielsen. Like, late in his career, like he's had this very unlikely side career. This is that, crazy. That be and for. that comparison is, is, is kind of apt just because... This is Liam Neeson's Naked Gun yeah. trilogy. You know, it's yeah. kind of interesting. That's kind of funny that it's you bring it up. It's very different from what he's known as. Yeah, very he, different. Because Nielsen was actually a dramatic actor. He's probably arguably best known for what? Uh, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet and the Poseidon Adventure. I mean, yeah, well, he did yeah. um, the remake of... Uh, what's the musical? With Hugh Jackman. Uh, oh, Les Miserables? Les Mis. Mm-hmm. I mean... He can act. Yeah, I, so it's very, well. It's very interesting. I think I think he he has fun being these characters. Liam does. Um, so I mean, I like the Taken shows. I hope Taken Three is good. Um, 
with the look on Professor Barry's face, he's telling me no. Don't do uh, it, man. Yeah, Don't yeah, go. Yeah, Save, so, your money. <laughs> Save your money. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, I think that's uh, basic. That's pretty much it. Didn't the... we also want to talk about the Razzies? Or... Oh, yes. Really yeah. quick. Let's, Let's go just go over the Razzies. If you don't know what the Razzies are, the Razzies are uh, the awards for the worst movies of the year. Okay? Worst actors and actresses of the year. And um, this is for you guys just to let you know what this is all about. Um, on this list, we'll, we'll just go with a, a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, the, the worst pictures of the year are uh, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. I have to see that. Left Behind mm. with Nicolas Cage. Worthy contender. All right. The Legend of Hercules. Yes. That was the uh, Kellen Lutz. Was it Kellen yeah, Lutz? Yeah, the Rennie Harlan. Yeah, yeah, the Rennie Harlan one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one Which of the worst seen. pictures of the year. Yep. And Transformers 4, Age of Extinction. Oh, is yeah. on that list as well. Those are the top five worst movies of the year, according to the Razzies. Um, is that a good list? I'd say so. This is a, a Tammy should be on that list, and so should Annie. But uh, that's, otherwise, that's good. <laughs> it's a good list. As, as a middle-aged man, and I, because the only two that I've seen on there are the TM, uh, the Turtles, and Transformers. Transformers, I agree wholeheartedly with. Um, I, I think it depends. I think it depends on your demographic. My kids love both those movies. Mm-hmm. They they watched the turtles a few times. My wife even enjoyed it. It had some funny parts. So I don't know. You gotta take. You always gotta take these lists with a grain of salt. You you definitely do. But I you love know. the Razzies because um, uh, calls some people out. It just calls people yeah. out. And the fact is, is that when uh, when someone like Sandra Bullock shows up and accepts your award, it's very cool yeah. because they they understand that there are good and bad performances. Yeah, and I perfect. think that that's great. Yeah. Sandra Bullock Sandra Bullock did a good job a few years ago taking that. Yeah, and Halle Berry accepted for Halle Cat Berry Woman. Catwoman. Halle Berry Catwoman. Oh, yeah. I think Paul Verhoeven for Showgirls. For yeah. Showgirls. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Um, uh, on this list as well, worst actors of the year go to Nicolas Cage for Left Behind. <laughs> Kirk Cameron for Kirk Cameron say, uh, uh, Saving Christmas. Kellen Lutz for uh, The Legend of Hercules. Seth MacFarlane yes. for A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. I could not agree more. Likewise. He was horrible yeah, in that movie. Uh, and Adam Sandler, which I think is he is unfairly put on that on that list for Blended. They're just trying to punish him because of the grown-up movies. He's been a repeat offender for the Razzies. It's not it, he shouldn't be on the list, right? It's one of his better. He's like I he's like the, uh, the token guy that always has to be it's there like just Stol- because they always pick on Stallone. There's always like a few right, guys right. they always put on the list. Yeah. On the worst actress list, we got Drew Barrymore for Blended. Unfair, That's stupid. No, 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 um, no she no was place. very good in that movie. She was actually. Um, yeah. uh, Cameron Diaz for uh, the Other Woman and Sex and Tape. Sex tape. Um, worst. Actress, oh, Melissa McCarthy for yes, Tammy. Yes, um, Charlize Theron for Me and Ways to Die in the West. She wasn't as terrible as Seth no, was. No. Uh, and last but not least, Gaia Weiss, The Legend of Hercules. No, I think Melissa McCarthy's got this category. I hope she does as well. And uh, there's a new category this year on the Razzies called the Razzie Redeemer Award. Um, it goes to Ben Affleck. Uh, he was a he was a Razzie winner for Gigli to Oscar Darling for Argo and Gone Girl. Um, Jennifer Aniston for uh, uh, for Cake, which I heard is a very good movie. First, she's very good in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard she's good in it. That's what I should have said. Uh, Mike Myers um, from uh, Razzie winner for Love Guru to docu director for Supermensch, and uh, Keanu Reeves, six time Razzie nominee to critically acclaimed John Wick. You doggone right, John Wick is an amazing film. Yeah, By the way, I'll be Keanu. yes, I'll be talking about that in, in the next segment because that's hit. Um, that's actually really uh, the sweet. It's funny, I Keanu. Reeves is actually where my son's middle name comes from. Really? I really like the name Keanu. You named your son. Not after Ke- not well, yeah, I named I this Keanu. Yeah, name. it's it's I cuz I was when It's okay the, to say that. It's fine. Uh, I really like the Matrix movies. His mm-hmm. his middle name wow. is uh, Keanu Okay Kainalu. 
mm-hmm. um, which means breath, uh, what, uh, cold of the ocean front or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was born in Minnesota. It almost sounds but like Keanu. Keanu is, because you can go by middle name in Hawaii. Yeah. Is, that, is that German? What? Keanu? No, his middle name? No, it's You're Hawaiian. Saying, yeah, I know. I'm just messing oh. with you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I must have been razzing <laughs> too hard. I was like, what? <laughs> I was razzing I was like, you. are you that dumb? <laughs> <laughs> That's what was going through my mind. I was like, well, really? He's good poker face. He does. I know. Anyways, I know. then my next <laughs> son is actually named after another actor. Crazy. Yeah, so if Keanu Reeves and Benedict Cumberbatch... Happen to meet you. You, have, you really have I got some, a story. Yeah, some I got a story. Yeah, that's know? cool. Well, I listen, think, you can, I think they should call me. <laughs> you can check the whole list because there's a there's a lot more categories. Um, uh, you can check the full list at comingsoon.net. They have the whole category of list of Razzies. They've got uh, stuff like worst remake or ripoff. Annie's on there. Annie. Uh, worst screenplay. Worst screen combo is on there. Fun categories, you know. Yeah. So that's very very cool. Worst director is on there. Michael Bay. Michael Bay is always on that always. list. Always he on that. Stay list. on there for the rest. of <laughs> so I guess he should. So anyway, yeah, check those out. The Razzies are a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, in the next couple of, uh, I think the next couple of weeks, we should be hearing about the best from the Oscars. Should we not? This Thursday, the Oscar nominations come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we were going to talk about the Golden Globes. You can check out the list for the Golden Globe winners and losers. Uh, two of the big winners were, of course, Amy Adams um, and Ke- uh, for uh, Big Eyes, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey. For House of Cards, yeah, which uh, season three comes out next month? Yeah, he's a, he was a huge he was a big winner, um, and uh, George Clooney also got the humanitarian award, the Cecil B. DeMille Humanitarian Award, um, uh, at the Golden Globes. I'm not much of a Golden Globes guy because I think there's a lot of films that are overlooked by the foreign press, sure. um, just because I think it has to do a lot with uh, political issues, political views, and I don't I, I think they miss out on a lot of stuff. Um, so um, check that out, the Golden Globes. That's uh, you can actually. I think that's on still on ABC, NBC.com. You can mm-hmm. check out that list as well. Yep. Uh, actually, just go to our um, go to our Facebook page. What am I doing? Why are you promoting I everyone know, else? Everybody but else. Go to NerdWatch go on to the Nerd Facebook page. I think you're speaking. All those lists stay are there. Nerdwatch. I think you're speaking German. I think I am. So just stay on the NerdWatch. All the lists are there. We don't want to get go through them all, but they're all there, the best and the worst from the Golden Globes and the Razzies. So. Um, last, but uh, well, one of the last things, uh, Blu-ray releases for the week. Uh, nothing too major coming out this week. We got Gone Girl nice. um, uh, on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. We got A Walk Among the Tombstones, which I'm still interested to see, even though you said it wasn't it's great. It's a mixed one for me, but yeah. it's not bad. Um, if you can believe it, uh, speaking of Keanu, we were just talking about him. River's Edge comes out on Blu-ray. Good film. Uh, Tough movie. Oh, yeah, with yeah. Crispin Glover, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Uh, good movie. It's back in 86, 85. Yeah, it- Seven, I think, actually. Yeah. Eighty-seven, yeah, yeah. yeah. great, great, yeah. great, great film. Um, um, and there's another film that uh, I they can't. Made a th- fourth Scorpion. King? That's exactly what I was going to say. There's a fourth Scorpion King movie starring Lou Ferrigno. Um, uh, I would avoid starring that. the Hulk. I would avoid that like the plague. Uh, I'm guessing because I, th- I think if you turn your gamma up to all green, I guess so. It's like watching the Hulk again. The first Scorpion King was good enough for me. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great Blu-ray movie came out um, is Capricorn One, uh, starring. It's I shouldn't say it's a great movie because it's not great, but it's still compelling. It's a conspiracy theorist movie, perfect for its time in the '70s. Yeah. About um, it stars the one and only uh, Sam Shepard, uh, not Sam Shepard, but. Uh, um, um, James Brolin, Elliot Gould, O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is in it. Yeah. But not Sam Shepard. Or is that Sam Shepard? Or, yeah, it is Sam Shepard. It is Sam Shepard? Yeah, it's Sam Shepard. So, oh uh, yeah, Capricorn 1 about whether or not 
the, the moon, moon landing, landing was, was faked. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, we get a lot of those movies in the 70s, like The Parallax View, The Marathon right. Man. Um, those went along with political conspiracy theorist thrillers. Uh, Marathon Man and Parallax View are two of my favorites. Um, so that came out on uh, Blu-ray, surprisingly. I never thought that that would show up ever. And uh, finally for me... Um, a big movie came out uh, on video on demand this week. Uh, should be hitting uh, Blu-ray and DVD on the 23rd of, uh, or I should say February 3rd. Uh, John Wick is out on video on demand. I ended up uh, purchasing that bad boy. That was one of my favorite movies of last year as well. I love John Wick. I think it's very good. It's the resurrection of Keanu Reeves' career. Um, he did a good job. He got good material, good story. It was a, he was a great part for him. It was a simple, if a simple story, and he and he knocked it out the park. I thought so. That's out on uh, video on demand. So you should definitely check that out. You know what I watched, by the way. Um, this um, when I said I watched those two movies, I ended up watching Deliverance again. Wow, that's a great, great movie. Yeah, tough but great. You know what's funny is that when I was younger, I didn't like it because I thought it was going to be this action-packed backwoods kind of oh, adventure, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah. But now you watch it, and it's it's quite interesting. They could have went for the whole cheap action thriller kind of thing, but they didn't. They went with something very real. Yeah. And I thought that that was that was a very that was very ballsy for them to do, and they were very uh, very cool. So. If you have never seen Deliverance before, not for every taste, for sure, <laughs> but Deliverance with Burt Reynolds, Ned Beatty, John Voight, and Ronnie Cox is quite a film. It's very powerful. Quite a film, and it, it'll stay with you um, long after it's over. So, uh, yeah, ch- check that. I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Can I mention one really quick? Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to mention Supernova because this is how I knew you and oh, I... Oh, Yes! Supernova is sh- coming out. And I want to mention this because this is how I knew you and I were kindred spirits. One of the, one of the first conversations <laughs> you and I had a long time ago, I told you uh, – well, it was a little after that. But um, I told you I was teaching a class on Coppola for my college students. Yes. And you said – first thing, one of the first things you said, are you going to show Supernova? I'm like, whoa, you knew that <laughs> reference. That's so vague. <laughs> Few people even know that. Coppola, Coppola was one of the many people who tried to edit that film. They, he did. Um, that film was long, long delayed, released I think three or four years after it was made. James Spader, Angela Bassett. It, um, Robin Tunney. Robin it is. Um, it's a mess of a movie. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I enjoy it just because I like the lineage of what they were trying to do with it and what the vision of those that tried to make it was. Because Walter Hill was he was the original director. He was the original yeah, director it's, it's really on a Walter it. Hill film. It's a Walter yeah. Hill film, and that's what draws me to it because Walter Hill movies are something that Terrific, I absolutely yeah. love. I love Walter Hill films because they're very lean and they're very mean and they're very they're straight to the point, and that's what he does best. Yeah. So Supernova was that odd, really odd conundrum of like, what the heck is going on with this? I think people should watch it. It's on Blu-ray, by the way. It it's just fun. came out today. Supernova is on Blu-ray. Uh, if you've never seen it before, um, and if you're a movie aficionado, you should should see it um let's just say um to break it down easily it's james spader and angela bassett in space just for now <laughs> we'll just leave it at that i think that's the best way to put it for now right is there any point in me going into the story at all no no, no. The, only, the only thing about the movie i always love to say is that uh in the original budget for the movie which was much so more substantial they had this robot in the ship that helps people out when it came down to the budget mgm was going to give walter hill you see what it is in the movie it's a mime in a suit (laughs) it's awful (laughs) it's a guy in black spandex it's like one of the blue man group it's it's so bad 
It is it is so awful, but yet it is something that needs yeah, to be seen. It's fun. It is it, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's your Blu-ray and DVD releases for the week. Not uh, like I said, it's going to be lean for the next couple of months. March is when we start to see more pickup of uh, releases. Even uh, in games, by the way, uh, we've got release dates for you as well. Uh, but first, uh, switching gears here. Uh, now that holidays are over. Um, Collector J, how is uh, how's everything on the uh, video gaming front with you? Are you still doing a little Destiny here and there? Are you yeah, crucibling I'm, I'm, or what I'm are you doing? I'm still on Destiny. Uh, Every what is everybody is after Christmas? Everybody's well, right now. I'm doing the Iron Banner. Iron Banner, which okay. I do really well at. Um, and now that I got my weapon up upgraded. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it, I mean, I've been killing it in Crucible, so I keep going back. I'd really like to be able Good to do... Good pun, by the way. Good pun. Um, You've been killing it. Good job. I'm just pulling one the day. Man! Um, my eyes are brown. <laughs> but uh, uh, I really need to get... I need you on there. I need some people. I think I'm going to start a Reddit. Because <laughs> yes, I have Reddit. two... I have two uh, there are so many people that play Destiny that are on Reddit. It's crazy. Well, that's how you, that's how you meet up. That's you how, you right. do a little thread. And, and so I figured that out yesterday, so I'll start doing that. But I have two what, missions or whatever... They to, give me right. exotic gear for yes. completing them. Yes. One has to do... You have an exotic bounty. I have two exotic bounties. Two exotic bounties. What do one you have? is I have to do a heroic strike mm-hmm. or a heroic... Um, You're going to get the super good advice. I already know that one. And then... Uh, for a machine gun. The other one is for a handgun where you have to get 500... The Thefts of Thorn. The Thorn. Mm-hmm. And I That's don't have a very good... That's one of the best handguns in the game. I have... Uh, it's really hard because I have my... It's irritating. So what you're asking me to do is boost. You want to boost with me so we can what get it together? Mean? It means that we sit in a room with six people and we just kill each other back and forth to get those kills because those kills aren't easy. So what you have to do... Let well, me get... And every time you die, right. it, it goes down. Right. So there, you get five points for ki- making a kill and then you lose two points for, for dying. dying. Yep. So... I've gotten it up to 20. <laughs> it's not easy, Out of 500. Dude. I'm telling you, it ain't easy, man. <laughs> it's, so, it's a pain in the butt. But the only two weapons I have that shoot... Uh, with void damage is a sniper rifle. Right. That's a, a pre-dark uh, below sniper rifle. Right, I just right, got right. an upgraded one finally. And my rocket launcher. Void damage. That's, that's it. That's the only two things. And it's hard to get. I mean, thank rocket God launchers. I, thank God I have an Atheon's epilogue, which does void damage as a main weapon. Are there, are there many main weapons that do void damage? Uh, no, you have to run the raid, the original raid from yeah, uh, the see, I don't. Raid. I haven't been able to do, do that. that. I, you haven't done that yet? No. Holy the 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 ten people that I was started playing with that wanted to do this whole clan thing they all disappeared. Mm-hmm. The they're clan. like they're going <laughs> again with the clan. Right here we go. With the clan. Openly <laughs> proclaiming your love for your clan. <laughs> I no, my clan dispersed. <laughs> So I have no one to play with again. Oh man! So I'm gonna start the whole Reddit thing. And Good, see if you I should. Can get some uh, if I can going. get a cheap copy again, I will pick one up, and you and I will play together. I'm already got a level 20 guy, so we'll 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 run some missions and things like that. For me, right now, it seems like that that's the game everybody's playing. I mean, I have I. I because it's been the holidays, I haven't had time to play much anything at all. I mean, I uh, mm-hmm. the first DLC for um, Call of Duty is coming out at the end of this month, uh, which looks good. Arrow is coming out uh, is coming to Gotham mm-hmm. uh, Lego Lego Gotham, Gotham Lego uh, Lego Gotham. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of. I think Destiny seems to be the game of the. That's year, really all that's much. out. That's all that's out. That's I mean, Far Cry Four is great, which I love. It's one of my favorite games, but I never played. I've hardly played anything this season, by the way. So. I don't know. This I mean, Christmas they got something seasons. right. It's addicting enough yeah. to be yeah. annoying. It, it is, it's addicting enough. You're, and the game's annoying enough. That is enough. the best description not, I've no, heard. It's uh, addicting enough to be annoying. 
I have to agree with that statement. That makes perfect I'm, sense. Hashtag. You should definitely hashtag that. That is amazing. Um, so yeah, there. Um, as far as um, as far as other games that have been released, there isn't much. There's nothing much out there. The next big game to be released um, that people are going to be looking at is Evolve, uh, the game by the creators of Left 4 Dead. The open beta for Xbox One is on the fifteenth. Is already on the fifteenth. Um, so. It's uh, it's a big deal. That's the next big game for us. Um, February we're gonna have we're gonna be seeing like um, I believe we're gonna be seeing Hero Pants. right. We're gonna see the Order eighteen eighty six, the long awaited PS four game that was supposed to be a launch title is finally coming out in February. Um, we're gonna be seeing the the PS that's a PS four exclusive. We're gonna be seeing a PS four exclusive Evil. for um, uh, the film uh, the the not the film but the video game that is actually directed by the same guys who did uh, Dark Souls. Uh, I don't. I, the name escapes me at this point. Um, I'm just waiting for the Batman uh, Arkham Bla- Knight no, no. in June. Right, right, right. I can't remember the name of it. Oh God, it's a spell, not Spellbound. It's something else. Um, God, doggone it! It totally escapes me. I don't even see it on that stinking list. But yeah, anyway, uh, lots of games. Uh, will be coming out in the next couple Mortal of months. Mortal Kombat X. Mortal Kombat April. 10. That's going to be coming, or X, or whatever the heck it is. So there's a ton of stuff coming out that we're looking forward to. Nothing yet. So we'll talk more Destiny. Call of Duty, we'll talk about more of that. we got more DLC for Far Cry 4. You know what we didn't talk about, by the way, before we take off out of here? I want everybody to know something. We skipped. Uh, we skipped a segment of the show. Sorry to bring it up right at the end. But doggone it, the uh, shows are slowly coming back to air on television. Um, one of the biggest shows to premiere was Marvel's Agent Carter. That is the uh, that is the spinoff of the Captain America movies. I have to tell you guys, uh, if you are a fan of the Marvel Universe, or if you're a fan of just fun uh, sort of... Um, Dick Tracy, Dick Tracy um, uh, adventure type shows. Agent Carter is a lot of fun. Uh, so Marvel's Agent Carter should be seen. Uh, if you've never seen it, you should take a look at it. It's a very fun show. It feels very Dick Tracy. It feels very comic strip, which very is very fast. cool. Very I mean, fast, fast moving. Very action packed. I mean, it is. Some really good fight scenes. I like because <laughs> it's at a um, time and period. Time period. The time 40s. period before what we're going through now, mm-hmm. they're able to bring in some storylines they're only alluded to. I mean, you see uh, Howard Stark in front of the um, uh, committee, right? And it's like a direct mirror of, of his, when of his Tony son. Is yes. in front of when they're trying to take his armor. Yes. Uh, you then have uh, Venko uh, in the lab. Is it is it Venko? Is the last name from? Uh, yes, the guy who from uh, Iron so. Man Two. Yes, yes, it was his dad that stole or um, that supposedly Howard stole the stuff from. Stuff from right, right, right. So he's in the movie. So uh, the show or the show, Amazing yeah. Carter. So they they get to bring in some stuff that was alluded to, some storylines to you know kind of tie into. I have to tell you that I really like the uh, you know I never I really like the fact that you can get a story and just. And play it out over time, which is really nice. I like that. Nothing is rushed. Agent Carter is a 
is a I never thought would be a compelling character enough, but she is. Yeah. She's Haley Atwell does a very good job in that show. The period, the time period, and the sets are a fantastic. They do a good job. Uh, on they that. do a great job. I hope, I hope, I hope enough people watch, and I hope that they put a lot. I hope that they put a lot of love into this show, a lot more love into the show, even if the ratings aren't that great, because I think it's worth that. Well, I much. mean, even Agents of Shield didn't have the best ratings. That's true. And they're going what on season. Two, Two, right? right? They're coming yeah. back soon. Yeah, so, true. and then they just renewed um, uh, Daredevil, or not yeah. Daredevil? Daredevil's coming out. Daredevil's coming out in April, right? Uh, in a- April. April. Um, they just renewed Arrow and The Flash mm-hmm. for more seasons. More seasons, yeah. So I don't think with you know, DC was doing a better job yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, with Arrow, Flash, um, and now they're gonna have uh, Supergirl. I don't think Marvel is gonna give up something they start. On TV, mm-hmm. if it doesn't do good ratings the first time around, right? They gotta compete on a TV side. Well, you know what's funny is that I and I and I the one thing I didn't I forgot to bring up. Um, uh, DC does great television. Marvel is doing good television, starting to do good television, to, which is yeah. great. Uh, DC also does something else very well, which I think everybody animated. should see. Animated. Uh, the new Justice League movie came out yep. on DVD and Blu-ray as well. That. I forgot to mention that uh, Justice League. Um, Throne of Atlantis. Throne of Atlantis. Yep. Um, I can't wait to see it. I have it at home. I'm very excited to see it. Um, it's oh, a uh, fun animated film. Speaking of animated and DC, uh, we spoke about it last week, which no one heard. Mm. Uh, I got the Invisible Jet. In Lego. Oh, I, you know, I saw it on the Facebook page. Yep, I got the Invisible Jet. Crazy. Yeah, it's invisible. Where, can, can you, you see s- it? No, you can't. All right, you can't see it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, adding to the collection that is um, co- uh, the Nerd Watch at the Nerd Watch headquarters. Wow, it is invisible. It's beautiful. I mean, really, that's the only way you could do an invisible jet. Yeah, that is very true. It's um, sweet. Yeah. There's no place to use a bathroom on that thing, though. Um, they're superheroes. They oh, they're su- the yeah. superheroes don't use the bathroom. Apparently. You just pop the top and pee out the <laughs> Where's Wonder Woman? Yeah. Is she invisible, too? Oh, she's <laughs> yeah, I started getting cases for all my stuff. Oh, very cool. Smart man, smart man. The Lego collection keeps growing and my, growing here at Nerd Watch headquarters. Pizza Genie. Yeah, you're still doing that loot, uh, the brick loot stuff, oh, too. I stopped it, but I might join again join because again. of that. But Look at you. Anyways. All right, well, I boys, stop. I tell you what, boys and girls, it's been a pack show. Movies, games, television, news. Uh, I think it's time for us to get out of here and enjoy... Um, well, we got. We're not. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We're gonna be. In, I'm gonna be enjoying cutting and putting this stuff up, so you guys can listen to it. Um, what I want you guys to do is definitely support us. Uh, new stuff is coming up this year for the Nerd Watch, um, uh, and we're gonna be uh, doing some. Hopefully, we'll be doing some more stuff on YouTube. We're gonna be experimenting. There's gonna be tentatively another comic book get together. Cool. At the end nice. of the month. So uh, Nerd Watch headquarters get together. Yeah. Once. Uh, I get the for sure for the people who came last time. Mm-hmm. I'll put together a flyer so the Nerd Watch because the, there was some response Good. on the Facebook page of Good. people who would be interested in coming. So Good. you know what we could do? We should maybe uh, when we do it next time or sometime we should do a podcast straight from the Live. comic swap. That's great. Idea. That would be cool. Yeah. Maybe we can try that. Um, so yeah, um, stay tuned for details on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash the Nerd Watch. Um, uh, Professor Barry's latest reviews are up for Taken and uh, The Woman in Black 2 on uh, the Nerd Watch Facebook page, which directly links to our partner, uh, MauiWatch.com. You can read a lot more of Professor Barry's reviews on RottenTomatoes.com as well. He's up there. He adds to the tomato meter, folks. 
that's a big deal, man. He adds to the tomato meter. So uh, that's very, very cool for us and him. For sure, um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at the at the Nerdwatch Nation or at Nerdwatch Nation. Uh, you can uh, also listen to us on our Maui Watch app. You can download it through Google Play and to the iTunes Store. It is the Maui Watch app. Just just Google or not Google, but just put in your search engine Maui Watch app, and you'll find it. It's on Apple and on Google Play, right there. Download it to your smartphone. And you can listen to us on the go. It's that simple, boys and girls. So, uh, yeah, other than that, I think we are uh, out of time. Next week, we're going to be talking, uh, we'll probably talk Taken. We're definitely talking American Sniper. Um, we'll talk about, um, coming up this week, is uh, Flash and Arrow and such. And we'll talk about that as well. Isn't it? Isn't Flash on yep. Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, next Tuesday, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's definitely going to be more... Uh, Definitely going to be more news as far as um, uh, as far as movies. Um, I'm sure that we're going to be seeing another leaked trailer for some comic book movie next week. I'm sure um, it's out there. Um, I mean, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because Hydra is active. <laughs> Hydra is totally active. Yeah. So, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to go, Korea, whoever you believe it, nerds. If you're if you're a movie nerd, you should definitely go out and. Uh, see a couple of films like Selma, um, Avoid Annie, like The Plague. Um, for sure. Um, but there are some decent movies out there to see and American Sniper comes out on Friday. So, uh, I I cannot wait to see American Sniper. All right, folks, we're out of time. Uh, you guys can, uh, of course, uh, listen to us all the time. All of our backlog of podcasts are up on our Mario Watch app as well. So if you miss one, we're there as well. Uh, you can listen to all of our stuff. And uh, by the way, not only are we doing some YouTube stuff, we got some uh, possible events coming up. The Nerd Watch is going to be getting bigger and better. It's a slow process because there's only three of us. We're trying to do what we can here. But uh, we're going to make Nerd Watch a big part of, uh, of, the, of the Hawaii scene. And maybe nationally, for crying out loud. We'd love to do that as well. Uh, and, it's all ha- and this is all due to not just us, but of course our partner in crime, Maui Watch, as well. And you can check them out at MauiWatch.com. What were you going to say, Collector J? Uh, don't remember. Partner reporting crime, not partner in crime. Okay, partner in reporting crime. Very good, very good. We're like uh, we're like the watchdogs. We 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 are kind of like the Avengers. Mm. No, or we're more we're, we're more like or the uh, Watchmen. No, we're more like um, uh, the Oracle. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We're more we're, we're more the Watchmen. We we call the Avengers. You're right. We call them. We I'd don't be Warshack. Yeah, yeah, you can be Warshack. I'll be Owl. Yeah. Owl. I definitely, owl. yeah, I, I definitely I want to be Spectre. Spectre would be a good one. Yeah. I like Warshack. I think I don't know if I can get in a tight skin suit though. Or the blue guy. What was his name again? Yeah. Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. I'd love to be him. Um, I yeah, I think I think if you're a dude and you've seen that film, I think anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, we're out of time, boys and girls. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see you back here next time. Um, we, this is, by the way, this is going to be episode 22. This is, uh, a nerdy new year yet again. So until next time, next week, same time, same channel, peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy for Collector J and Professor Barry. I am G-Money, we are out of here, and in the words of the lovely island of Maui, Aloha! Aloha.